Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome back to episode four of the Rotating Heroes podcast. I'm joined again, as always, so far by the first arcs crew. <laughs> no, no, so far. Again, as always, so far. Again, as always, so far. As always, so far. Stitch that on a pillow, ladies and gentlemen. That's some fucking merch if I ever heard it. <laughs> oh, good. Good start. Always a good start here. <laughs> And I'll introduce them, and they will respond as politely as possible. Uh, first off, we have Mike Trapp. Uh, hello, thank you so much for having me. I know you're all very busy and surround the holidays, so thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> of course, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. And next up, uh, Emily Axford. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, I, it's just always such a privilege to get to, you know, just play, spread mm. my wings mm. and play, mm. spread my wings and play. <laughs> I, <laughs> as always so far as always so far as always and finally so our third and final player Siobhan Thompson ho 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 Merry Christmas oh wait <laughs> okay, Siobhan you're is, listening uh... to this after Christmas but we're recording it before okay then Santa controls time <laughs> Is there anything more polite than Santa? <laughs> <laughs> An old man who demands you sit on his lap? That's politeness. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, yeah. <laughs> give me cookies. <laughs> In England, you, you give him brandy. You give him brandy and a mince pie. That's <laughs> so funny. 
thought you were going to say, in England, you give him biscuits. <laughs> no, you give him brandy, and then he gets absolutely and then he drives? tonked, and then he drives to well, the States. Well, technically, the reindeer drive. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that's but they true. also get okay. blasted. They get carrots. That's so funny to imagine Santa going to every house in the world and getting a little brandy in each of them. It's like... <laughs> Ten houses in, it's like, well, it's gonna oh, be a long night. Don't have <laughs> three houses in. <laughs> yeah. I guess he's got like Just some a- padding, so he can probably he can probably That's throw true. him back. But he only drinks one night a year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's true. The rest of the year, he's just fucking making toys in hopes of getting brandy. Yeah. <laughs> he's so hungover, yelling at elves to stop making toys. Stop that hammering. Jesus, Jesus Christ. You all have to stop for one night. Oh, wow. I mean, and speaking of Santa possibly flying and falling through the air, that w- that's a, as good of a segue as I can do. Uh, <laughs> let's get into a recap of where we left off last time. In our last episode, we started with the riddle, or rather pitch meeting of the Robo Sphinx, where Brenda Elizabeth immediately pitched an idea she knew to be incredible. <laughs> The crew pitched a range of ideas and ultimately found an idea so attention-seeking that Nemfari, the self-obsessed Sphinx, had no choice but to award them full points, leaving Noah and the two other dwarves to be sucked out of the competition. With their spot in the final round of the interview secured, Brent Elizabeth, Turbine, and Astrid, or as you might call them, our team, headed back to the lobby where they made use of the nap pods, got some healing potions, and for some reason, key lime pods. <laughs> Upon realizing that Galfast the horse wasn't in the lobby, the remaining contestants followed Barnabas. Barnabas's uh, trap. Can you help me out? Barnabas's uh, uh, Barnabas. Barnabas or Barnaboy? Bar- Barnabas. Barnabas. Is it one Barnabas? Barnabas. It's uh, one Barnabas's uh, plural form. Oh, Barnaboy. Mm. Barnabas. <laughs> <laughs> you, wait, one Barnabas's plural form? That's a contradiction. I mean, um, one Barnabas's possessive form. Barnabuses. <laughs> Barnabuses. Okay. <laughs> Barnabuses. <laughs> Barnabuses. Barnabuses, yeah. Uh, <laughs> upon realizing Galfest the horse wasn't in the lobby, the remaining contestants followed Barnabas's lead to the elevator with promises of finding Galfest in the small forest atop the obelisk. On the way up, though, they had their final challenge protect a copper egg from robo-snakes all while avoiding the temptation of glittering, mesmerizing walls all around the battlefield. Our team deftly handled wave after wave of snake, turbine skewering several, Brenda Elizabeth slowing them down and heating them up, Astrid standing completely still for the entire fight. You know, just teamwork. As the robo-snakes almost escaped with the egg, Brenda Elizabeth was able to perform a Hail Mary misty step to Turbine who used a clutch levitate spell thanks to his little magnet boots and ended the battle floating safely above. His little magnet boots. My little magnet boots. (laughs) Little magnet boots. (laughs) After successfully winning, Bink, Bonk, and Raider were tubed out of the competition, leaving our team and Barnabas securely at the top. But... Turbine noticed Galfast was nowhere to be seen. The crew grilled Barnabas, culminating with Astrid grabbing him by the neck and surprisingly ripping him from his entire mechanical body, revealing that Barnabas was actually Tradix, the gnome from the portrait in the lobby. Gasp. Before they... (laughs) Sorry, what? (laughs) Gasp. (laughs) Gasp. Gasp. Classic uh, gasp. Gasp. (laughs) Ah, gasp. Before they could hash it out, a cold, evil, synthy voice emanated from the obelisk itself, revealing some much more sinister plans were happening in the shadows. The team's world literally came crashing down after the floor of the elevator below their feet dropped out from under them. And that's where we are today. 
So two things before we get into the falling part of this episode. The only one to pass the dex check was Brenda Elizabeth with a 17. And then the other factor is that Turbine is still floating with the little magnet boots. (laughs) (laughs) His little little magnet boots. (laughs) I'm fucked. (laughs) So yeah, what does this translate to to what we're seeing? Brenda Elizabeth is not falling. I have fallen, but I'm still floating. And Astrid is falling. Is that what's happening? (laughs) So- So Brenda Elizabeth, this is how this will work out mechanically. The floor of the elevator falls out from under you. Tradix makes eye contact with you, full of surprise, scared, and begins to fall. Brenda Elizabeth, by passing your dex check, you are able to stabilize yourself enough to have one turn before everyone starts falling. Okay. (laughs) And is that right now? That turn is right now. The turn has begun. Okay. It's always so funny to me to imagine like real time passing in the D and D world when it passes here. Where it's like it's like and everyone's falling and going. It's like ooh, okay, ooh let me look at my spells. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, 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 we're falling. <laughs> Just okay, be right with you. <laughs> I think that so I've stabilized myself. Am I like? stable and on like a wall or something the elevator comes up like just a floor it doesn't have any surrounding walls there were these like glimmering arena walls that i think retracted so there's not any walls it's just like a surface that's fa- go- about to fall so down I'm, this time i have a turn but i'm gonna be falling yes because i i essentially was like oh maybe i'll thorn whip to try to get um astrid to safety but it sounds like i'm not even in safety and also this platform is really large if we remember from last episode it <laughs> was like a 60 foot arena for your side and then bink bonk and raider had their own side so it's 120 feet wide 120 feet wide so casting entangle underneath it won't do anything because it's really big (laughs) casting thorn whip won't save astrid so i think i will just have to i think that i have nothing to do here that is helpful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think I am going to, since Brenda Elizabeth has run through all of these possibilities, she cannot save Astrid by using Thorn Whip. She cannot uh, prevent the fall uh, from casting a tangle. So she is going to just use a bonus action to create healing spirit, which is basically just any if anyone touches it, they can get a D6. So I'm hoping if someone were to get knocked out and next to it, maybe they could get brought back to life. <laughs> <laughs> Does it move around? Until the spell ends, whatever you or a creature you can see moves into the spirit's uh, space for the first time or starts a turn there, you could cause the spirit to restore 1d6 hit points to that creature. No action required. The spirit can't heal constructs or undead. So can you cast that at the base of the elevator shaft so we just fall into it? Well, since we're on this platform and it sounds like this platform's big, I'm going to do it right in between all three of us or all four of us even. I'll include this gnome. So that if anyone gets knocked out by the fall on their turn, they can get a D6 of hit points and have a turn. So that's a bonus action that I will also, (laughs) as my action, I will take on a starry form. So I think I'm going to take on my, everyone's good for hit points right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, fuck it. I guess I'm just going to take on my archer form just in case. Okay. So you take on your archer form. Mm, no, that's not good. If I want to keep this healing spirit up, I need my concentration. So I take out my dragon form. 
Okay. And that is what I fucking do. Brenda Elizabeth dons her childlike uh, dragon costume <laughs> in the split second before this platform gives out. <laughs> Wait, uh, we're falling? Zip. <laughs> <laughs> As the uh, the platform gives out from everyone, everyone please roll initiative. And okay. everyone should know that now a sparkly horse has uh, appeared, but it's a good horse. Uh, so you could take heels from it if you'd get hurt. Great. I got a 13 initiative. 18. 11. I'll roll for Tradix. 16. So, Turbine, you are still floating with your levitation boots. Levitation isn't like fly, though. Okay. So you can't really control yourself, and you don't have a flight speed of 60 or whatever. So you watch as everyone else begins to fall. Okay. <laughs> so so just so I can... I, so just like I, I can understand this clearly, uh, I'm basically floating, and the the ground fl- falls out beneath us. I remain floating like Wiley e. Coyote <laughs> for a moment, and then uh, yeah. I see everyone else falling down beneath me. Is that is that about right? That is true. And just to make sure that I'm painting as clear of a picture as possible, this obelisk is taller than the mountain itself. Okay. This is very very tall you couldn't cast a spell where the lobby was you could you can't see it from here and it's also so 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 far down but uh yes you begin to see everyone fall as you're floating okay turbine leave us leave us to die <laughs> okay you're right <laughs> Uh, I believe we established in a previous session that only wearing one of these boots gives you feather fall instead of levitating. So could I take off one of these boots and like chuck it at Astrid <laughs> so that she can ha- so we can both feather fall a little bit? Yes, I think I mean we the the rules were vague on this. Yes, I feel like you maybe used the levitation spell and that sort of used it up, but I'll allow you to make a DC twenty. Tinkerer check. Okay. Do you have tinkerer tools? I have tinkerer tools, and in fact, I, I'm I'm like an artificer, so I have... You have the artificer feet, right? That's what you mean by I, that? I have artificer feet, and I also, like, I basically like, built my character around, like, being able to tinker with shit. To add twice your proficiency bonus to oh, history checks related to magical items, alchemical objects, or technological devices. And I'm also proficient with tinker's tools. I think I'm going to say that we we just need to make these choices faster just because sure. you're falling in real time. <laughs> um, I initially thought that like just having only one boot would not be enough to lift me. So it would just be enough to kind of like sure. let me drift oh, down. Yeah, yeah. If that's not the case and I need to adjust them, then I'll do whatever rolls I, I need to in order to okay. make them adjust. Yeah. So make that tinkerer's check to see if you can make that system work. Okay. 11 plus 5 is 16. Okay. Unfortunately... You don't think that if you throw it to Astrid, that will work. But you're levitating above. It feels like you're not really going to be able to help people. It doesn't feel like you're going to be able to keep up with everyone as they start to fall. They're, they're starting to fall too fast. fast. It's up to you what you do. You still have your turn. I don't think that that was maybe like an object interaction. Okay. Um, so I have to choose between uh, either either falling, taking these off and falling with them or... Uh, fuck it, I'm gonna do that. I'll uh <laughs> Turbine, no, it's too metal. <laughs> it's too badass at extreme sports. You couldn't possibly I'm gonna turn off the levitate and just sort of start like mission impossible style, but with yes. my pointy hat, just like Hell, diving after yes. everyone. <laughs> Incredible. Turbine, you fall after everyone. <laughs> yeah. 
So you start falling. Is there anything else you want to do with this turn? I mean, is there anything else I can do? I can you have I... bardic inspiration. You could do that. You could give someone bardic inspiration. Sure. I, to let you know, the mechanic of this fight has not quite begun yet. Okay. Are people on the platform? And the platform is falling, or are people falling through the air? People are falling through the air. The platform is falling in front of them. Got it. I think Astrid still has a bardic inspiration left over from I last do. fight. You could also hold your turn if you want to do that. Oh, sure. Yeah, maybe just so I can, can get a better sense of what the hell's going on. Okay, after you, Tradix goes. He holds up a little like clockwork amulet. It's a little like copper thing with like a little uh, cog that's like uh, moving around with like little tinier cogs moving out around within that. Uh, and he goes, ah, Modron's to me. And as he says that, those little creature things that you caught at the beginning of this whole arc start flying around. Like they don't really know what's going on, but they are flying and flooding the tunnel, trying to help you guys. They're very small, but they are in the tunnel itself. And then Tradic says, just try to grab onto one. And he reaches out and he tries to grab one. I'll just roll for him. He misses it. <laughs> like this. Like, they, they can help you. Uh, they'll help you slow down. And as he says that, he misses one. <laughs> so as he misses it, that's the end of Tradix's turn. Turbine, you now see a bunch of Modrons <clears throat> filling the tunnel. Okay. To be clear, as this encounter goes on, if you don't do anything to slow your fall, you'll take full fall damage mm. at like 20d6. If you wow. grab one of these Modrons, you'll take 10d6 of damage. If you grab two, you'll take... 5d6 and 3 will get rid of all the damage. Okay, so the platform is completely going to be gone. Yes, the platform is okay. going to be gone. All right, everyone ignore the healing spirit. It's uh, <laughs> going to plummet. I'll say the healing spirit is just falling at speed with you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> healing spirit, grab onto a Modron. <laughs> so it's all falling. All of these little little guys are coming out to try to help you. They're really small. Um, so they're only so helpful. You guys are going to fall for five rounds, just to be clear. Okay. okay. So now next up, Trap, you can take your turn or you can uh, wait. Can I do some kind of check to see if I know whether or not Modrons can be charmed? Yeah, I think they can be charmed. Okay, cool. I would like to... <laughs> I would like to just, I, I'm just like copying Tradix and uh, like, oh, oh yeah, Modron's to me. Uh, but, uh, that, that Are you sure I'm it gonna, really did it work out well for him? <laughs> I'm going to cast Suggestion uh, and I'm going to, well, my suggestion is Modron's to me. And I'm going to try to, to uh, get uh, at least a Modron. I'll let you as DM tell me like how many, it says I can magically influence a creature I can see. So I assume that that's only one. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, just one, but uh what do you cast? I mean, what kind of save do they make? They have to... um, and they do want to help you. Oh, okay, uh, but I will say that uh, since everything is falling, they're like even though they're on your side, if you want to grab one, it's like an opposed dexterity check okay. to represent the falling and strength and opposed, you know, like a wisdom. Oh, okay, I thought this was going to be like I really have to fucking convince these these fuckers to help us. Uh, uh, okay, then maybe I'll just grab. I'll just try to grab one then. Okay, cool. I mean, you can still use that spell. I didn't mean to. to I'll put it in my pocket. That. Maybe I'll need it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, so roll and impose either dexterity or strength check. Okay, let's go with dexterity. So that's better. 
Ooh, that's a nat 20. Yes! <laughs> so you uh, you lock eyes with this Modron. Uh, it nods at you. <laughs> Still it's diving through the air. <laughs> stupid head just links out and just throws an arm out like um, like your, your tandem skydivers and, and latches onto you. Uh, you. You slow down a little bit. Anything else with your turn? I might as well give Red Elizabeth Bardic inspiration. Thank you She so doesn't much. have one yet. She's close enough. Wow. How yeah. do you inspire me, Turbide? Actually, what you just did was yeah. inspiring. Uh, I you just, just put on goggles, took dive, off. dove yeah. to the air, grabbed a Modron midair, and, and then, what the hell, I, I'll pull out a concertina and pull a duo, like a, just a fucking bitch in concertina solo. <laughs> <laughs> I see all this and I say, wow, maybe horses aren't the only cool creature on this earth. <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth, you almost hear the music under the crashing sound of this elevator ripping through the entire office. <laughs> it's still incredibly inspiring. There's like a gestalt that just places the music. I just, like my brain assumes the music. <laughs> it's full on like action sequence music. It's hurdy-gurdying up. Wow. It sounds like it's going into a really crunchy amp, but I don't even see one. <laughs> it's plugged into the Modron. Yeah. Uh, it's like the Doof Warrior in, in Mad Max. It's just like bungee cords off these Bodrons just like bouncing around. <laughs> uh, next up is Astrid. Yes. Astrid, you, you've started falling. Uh, make a perception check for me. Sure. Well, that's a net one. <laughs> okay, you don't notice anything. You don't notice shit. Great. Um, but you can still attempt to do the, uh, grab a, a Modron if you would like. I will do that. And you can use strength if you want. Yes, I would love to. Um, does this count as an attack? It's a grapple. Just because I was like, I'll go into a rage if it counts as an attack, but if not, mm. I won't. Okay, um, so this, uh, it counts as a special melee attack to make a grapple, so I'll just say it counts for this. In which case I have two attacks, that's exciting. Uh, so I will go into a rage, and then, um, sorry, what am I rolling? Just a, a pose strength? Yes. Great. So or you can do athletics, sorry. Oh, great. Uh, so the first one, I got a dirty 20. Okay, uh, you just beat it. Yes! Uh, it rolled an 18. And then for my second attack, I got a 22. Wow, they, they were rolling really well, but you beat them both times. Uh, so you have grabbed two of them. Okay, so you're holding two monodrones. You're still keeping up with people, but you know that like your impact would not be so devastating if you hit. Um, great. And they, uh, they're they happy to be grabbed, uh, even though they're uh, it's, it's pretty it's, forceful. It's 2020, uh, you know, it's quarantine. Everyone's a little happy to be grabbed these days, I think, you know? Uh, and then uh, last up is uh, Brenda Elizabeth. Okay, I'm just gonna try and go after one of these little guys. If it's athletics, I have a plus two to it. That's a 14 plus two, 16. I'm okay. trying to decide if I'm gonna use that bardic inspiration. Uh, I might as well. It'd be good to get this. It, it rolled a two. Oh yeah! So, yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll just give that to you. Uh, so you have grabbed one. Okay, I've grabbed one. And does that count as my action? That is your action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that because I got my concentration going, and uh, yeah, it seems like what I could do. Tight. So everyone has grabbed at least one Modron. Astrid has grabbed two. At the end of your turn, you notice as the Elevator floor is tearing through this this tunnel. These like brakes are trying to kick in, but it's it's smashing through the brakes themselves. 
it's becoming even more unstable and like kind of swirling around it's fucking up the tunnel itself you notice like oil and other pneumatic like kind of tubes and stuff that were attached to it are breaking off and just like spraying oil everywhere there's weird little blue explosions that you kind of don't understand what they are no so the obelisk in front of you <laughs> <laughs> this is this is terrible galvanized <laughs> missing the obelisk is crumbling my shirt has oil on it no 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 stop stop Make it stop, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. <laughs> so it's, it's go- everything's looking pretty bad. But actually, since it's at the top of the turn, I'll let everyone make a perception check. Okay, great. Oh, okay, that's a little better. 16. I got a 10. I got a 18. Astrid and Brenda Elizabeth, you notice that one of these monodrons is hit by the, like a bluish explosion. And it's not like actual fire. It, it's sort of like a, this type of electricity thing. You, you notice that it just immediately falls dead and just starts dropping. Oh, God. It's sort of like an EMP. So anything robotic that it touches deactivates completely. Now, Turbine, it's your turn. Uh, roll a d6. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> That's a two. Okay, you're safe. Nothing happened. Great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you see uh, more Mojans flying around. Tradix is also falling freely. What do you do? I am going to. I don't know how much we care about Tradix. I'm going to try to grab another Modron. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, dark. But he was going to be our boss. <laughs> uh, roll a opposed dex check. Cool. Oh no, that's a seven. Okay, so you you reach out for one, you miss it though, and uh, this one wanted to be like it feels like when you try to like nail a handshake, uh-huh. and, <laughs> and, and you and <laughs> you guys like hit each other in the hand and slip off. It, it pats you on the back as you fly off. Anything else for this turn? I'll give Tradix my last bardic inspiration. Okay, cool. Now it is Tradix turn. So so I'll Tradix I'll pass turn. off that high as if it was cool, like we meant to do that. Like go over there and it's like, oh whoops, like we're just doing a fun move here in the air. And like play a little tune. Still still try to be very cool. Turbine, you are thriving at free fall. <laughs> <laughs> then Tradix looks up to you, give him Bardic inspiration, he sees that cool handshake, he's like, he's inspired. Now it's Tradix's turn. Tradix is also gonna roll a D6. Okay, two. He's fine, and he's gonna roll. Okay, he he misses another grab, and it's too low to even waste the bardic inspiration on. Uh, next up is Astrid. Roll a d6 for me at the start of your turn. Six. Okay. Is that bad? You go through an EMP blast. No. Both mo- monodrones you're holding fall dead, no! unable to help you float anymore. You're just floating again, starting at zero. But you still have your action. Do we hey. know where these blasts are coming from? They're just sort of around the elevator floor is scraping against the sides of the tunnel and it's like breaking things that are causing this emp to go off i guess i'll try for two more uh mm, that's a 12 okay it's an imposed strength check (laughs) it beat you unfortunately it was too strong in the air (laughs) okay uh and then my second one is i'm gonna use that bardic it's a d6 right it's a d8 now oh d8 you guys all leveled i should say great okay that's a 19. You grab one monodron successfully. Great. Slowing yourself down a little bit again. Brenda Elizabeth, your turn. Okay, so I roll a d6 to see if this bot, this thing does something to me. I rolled a two. Okay, you're good. Okay. You're holding currently holding one monodron. Uh, you're swirling around trying to catch 
more? What do you do? Does it look like this thing that takes the electronics away? Does it look like it's going to affect turbine at Astrid next round as well? It just depends. As you look down the tunnel, the elevator floor is continuing to fuck everything up. Uh So it looks like it could be an ongoing issue. Okay. So then can I guiding bolt this thing that undoes the electronic stuff? I think that they're they're just kind of spread out through these this uh, elevator shaft. Okay. Like if you guiding bolted one, all the rest of them would still be a problem. Okay, that I will just try to grab another one of these mododrobes. Three plus two is a five. I almost feel like I shouldn't use my bardic inspiration yet. Yeah, that's you can use either strength or, or dex for grapple checks, I think. Okay, then in that case, I'll use dex. I'll use acrobatics, so it's plus four, so it's a seven. Okay, let's see what this monodrone gets. Ooh, rolled really low. It only rolled a four. Yes. So you grab one. You got two. I wear them on my shoulders like um, shoulder pads, like an 80s business woman. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's cool. <laughs> Almost looks like she's standing still, except she has <laughs> monodrons on either shoulder. She, lo- she looks like Samus from uh, Meet <laughs> And that's the end of the second round. On the third round, uh, we're back at the top of the order. Turbine, it's your turn. How many uh, monodrons do you have at this point? I have one. Okay. Oh, and roll a d6 Oh, yes, yes. Let's see if something happens to me. I got a three. Okay. So uh, as this elevator floor is ripping through this tunnel, it's like spinning off its axis. It hits some pipes, breaking them, shooting oil out. Covers the monodrone you're currently holding. Make a uh, dexterity saving throw to see if you hang on to it. From my slippery, oily drone. (laughs) No, my slippery, oily. Because you're wearing those magnet boots. Yes, you have advantage on dex. Oh, right. Well, I'll use that twice because that one wasn't very good. I rolled a a six first time. And then my second one, that is a 17 plus three for 20. Yeah! You maintain your Still cool. <laughs> I try to pass it off as real cool still somehow, even though it's like very goofy. Why is why is Turbine always trying to get like somehow getting cooler and cooler as every fight goes on? <laughs> now it's your just your turn. You can try okay. to grab another one. Yeah, and that seems like the thing to do. So I, I'll uh, I'll just try to grab another one. Uh, that's another uh, opposed dex check. Is that right? Yes. And should I have been rolling that last one with advantage too because of the mag boots? I forgot about that ability. No, it's for that's for saves. For saves. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. All right, let's try. I'm gonna dra- try to grab another little flying thing. How are we doing here? That's a thirteen. It rolled a thirteen. Ooh. So does that mean you roll off? I don't know. What that means. Could or actually, roll it rolled a fourteen. It has a plus. Oh one come on. Oh. oh sorry. All right. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Wow. Um, <laughs> You'll never come back from this. Oh, gosh. Okay. That was so cool, too. <laughs> so cool with my oily Modron. It's okay. You still hug on to one. That's impressive. Yeah. Next up is uh, Tradix. He's going to try to grab one as well. Um, he rolls 14. <gasps> this <laughs> this Monodrone. They're trying to help, but just representing the fall is their op- opposition to this. And it rolled a nat 20, and it just nails him in the face and keeps going. <laughs> So does not seem like your employees respect you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ow! <laughs> to me doesn't mean to my face. <laughs> After that is Astrid. Great, I rolled a three. Give me that oil. <laughs> okay, yeah, you get hit by some oil as well. Great, I also roll with advantage on decks because I can see this happening, and I 
got a 14 on my decks. Okay, they rolled a five, so you grab another one successfully. Great. Wait, no, this was, that was my that was my oil decks. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Uh, so yes, uh, you passed the saving throw. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I do an even cooler dance than Turbine. <laughs> Don't look at what Turbine was doing. Impossible. I'm not him. I created my own thing. Wow, you can just tell how much money our dance our dance lessons Astrid spent. <laughs> <laughs> just an astronomical amount of money. <laughs> It really pays off, Astrid. A real clodhopper, but thinks she's really good at ballet. I'm just, I'm just seething, watching how cool Astrid's dance is. Like, yeah, she's so good at everything. You really get a sense for how tall this building is uh, by the fact that you've gotten into a dance fight. <laughs> yeah, make your uh, checks. Brenda Elizabeth, just for the record, does a dance with without a pony. So, you know. Yes. Brenda Elizabeth's just sitting <laughs> on the pony as the pony's dancing. <laughs> okay. Uh, that first one is a 10. Okay. Oh, it rolled a three. So you grabbed another one. Great. And then can I use this next roll to grab Tradix? Because he's tiny, right? Like, I can. I, yeah, yeah. I have two of these guys. I can just try and grab Tradix. Ooh, a nat 20. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. So you're able to grab Tradix. You somehow reach through the air, guided by these monodrons, and are able to snatch up this little guy. I'm not letting you die until I can kill you. (laughs) Uh, Please don't kill me as well. He's got a big monodrone imprint on his forehead. I'll say that since you grabbed him, how many do you have at this point? Three? I have two. Oh, you have two. Okay. So that was another grab. So that's the end of your turn, I believe? Yes. Okay. Um, So you've slowed down significantly. I think you would have to grab four now to not take any damage if you're holding Tradix. That's fine. I mean, I take half damage anyway. And he didn't have any at this point. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it was really sad. It would have been really weird if he just smashed and died died immediately. (laughs) As we could have done something, yeah. Brenda Elizabeth, it's your turn. I rolled a one. You're good. Hey, oh, okay, yeah. Nothing to report. No pipes or EMPs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, then I'm just gonna reach out for. I'm gonna reach out for another one of these. A ten plus a four, fourteen. It rolled an eighteen. Uh, Maybe so I'll sadly... use my bardic inspiration. Ooh, okay. fourteen. I would have to get. It's a, a D eight. It's a D eight. I feel. Yeah. It. I feel like let's do it. Let's do it. I rolled an eight. Yes! Hey! <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth snatches another monodrone out of the air. Can I maybe toss it to Astrid since I caught it, since she's with Tradix? Yes. Let's see what makes sense for that because I think, I don't know, it's, it's guaranteed that she would grab it. Okay, then the I'll, 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 probably I should stay alive to heal people when they get hurt, so. Cool. So you have three, so you're guaranteed, you at this point are safe. So now the 80s shoulder pads have migrated to being a little crown around my head. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth fully still. From CEO to monarch. <laughs> <laughs> your hair, your, your, your razor thin hair whipping around the air. This is uh, so dangerous. If my hair got caught in some of these gears, <laughs> I could get my first haircut of my life, and I'm really not looking for that. <laughs> that ends the third round. At the start of the fourth round, the elevator platform picks up speed. It's going really, really fast now. It's like kind of warbling. Like it feels like a fucking Transformers movie. It's like a big like thing with sparks flying off of it as it gets faster and faster. You look down in time for it to slam into the floor of the lobby (gasps) 
and completely shatter the lobby floor. Oh no. Bits of debris, nap pods, that like old timey guy behind the <laughs> canteen. Not the old timey oh, guy. Oh, my friend. falling into a very dangerous, sharp, glass filled ball pit. It's essentially like that, except <laughs> once it shatters through, it keeps going. Oh no. It shatters through the floor. The sub basement. False floor? Yes. I've never been in a sub-basement before. <laughs> Turbine, the obelisk has a basement. No! Start, like, writing, scribbling notes. Okay, the obelisk has a basement. Record for later. Everyone, everyone pay attention to what you're seeing so I can write it down later. <laughs> yeah, you guys are seeing as, uh, like, this is happening in real time, so it's like, Nat pods are flying through the air. Uh, a painter bot like whizzes by your head, Astrid. Uh, everything is flying around you in almost like slow motion. But as the floor breaks beneath the elevator, you continue to free fall and you continue to fall, but the air pressure has changed now. Hmm. And the air feels like moist and sort of stale. And you look down and you're still falling. You see the elevator platform spinning in the air like a coin and it slams down into something really deep below you, shattering. And that's when you see that the entire ground is glowing with this red surface below. <gasps> uh -oh. We're now deep below the bottom of the obelisk uh, at what must have been the start of the entrance to the mines of the Bonfire Mountains. Uh, you see endless glowing metallic roots spill out from the obelisk, uh, going deeper and deeper, like pulsating with red light. You can't help but remember that sinister voice you heard moments ago hissing about plans that were too far along for you to stop. Uh, and that's what happens at the top of the fourth round. Turbine, it's your turn. All right. I, I, uh, I mean, I don't think I have any other choice. So it's just like, <laughs> you know, wiping the soot off my goggles. And, and I point at one of those stupid fucking Modron. <laughs> Modron? Modron? It's like, it's like, I'm coming for you. And I, I reach out for it. Okay. You have broken through the tunnel. There are no more traps okay. at this point. Oh, uh, so, yeah, just make a uh, roll. Okay. <laughs> that's a six what do you add anything add anything to that uh, i already added the things to that <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll see what this uh how many do you have at this point one what okay oh right. no it rolled a four <laughs> <laughs> hell yes you do a really firm handshake with one. It's, it's, it's really uncharismatic. It doesn't look very cool. No, it looks pretty you cool. Have two at this point. <laughs> uh, next up is Tradix. He's on the shoulders of Astrid. He's going to try to make a grab uh, while holding on to you. He rolls a 17. They both rolled. Let me see what he adds. To he's got a Bardic Inspiration, too. Yeah. Oh, then he's going to use that. And that with that, he'll automatically hit pass because they had the same roll. So now you guys have four uh, asteroids. Great. So you are, I think, at this point, safe. Brenda Elizabeth, it is your turn. Okay. I will. I got a 14 to try to grab one. And I don't think there's any way for me to modify that. You roll the 18. Okay. Okay. So how many do you have at this point? I have three. Okay, so you you won't take any damage. Astrid only needs four because she had Tradix. Okay. Astrid, uh, okay, so that's the end of the round. Wait, Tradix, I had I had two and Tradix just got one. So I've got three. So I should I should roll to make sure mm. that I get that last one. Apologies, yeah, yeah. Great. Let's go back to Astrid. Great. That's a nat 20. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. Astrid. I'm rolling well today, thank God. This is the first time I've asked Astrid, Astrid you look like well. a balloon salesman at this point. 
(laughs) (laughs) Floating like Mary Poppins dancing. (laughs) Uh, Great. So you have as many as you need. You have one more turn, though, if you want to try to throw onto Turbine. Yes, I will do that. Absolutely. That is a 12. Okay. Uh, Let's see if you get it. Roll a ten, so you grab one and you th- you yes. huck it at a turbine. Great turbine. I think you're just trying to hit its armor class with an attack. I think that makes sense for this. An attack. Uh, d- would I use my weapon or? You know what? Maybe <clears throat> let's not change it up for the very end. I think it's just another grapple check. So, uh, but since she's throwing it at you, it's with disadvantage. Okay, cool. Uh, it's still cool to use dex. Yes, cool. Disadvantage. So first roll. That's a ten. Second roll is an 18, so that'll be 10 plus 3 is 13. Okay. Roll to 5. Yes! You got one final one. Uh, and since there are no more um, no more traps, now that uh, there's no more EMPs or oil falling on you because you've broken through the tunnel, you guys safely float down to the bottom, landing on this sort of endless surface of just Tubes. I lock eyes with Astrid and do like a little pirouette as I land, you know, just sort of like finishing off. My <laughs> I dance. do a double pirouette. I do two and, of them. And I just, I spin again. I spin a third time. I, d- I do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> I try to do a backflip, but I land on my head and it kind of makes a bad <laughs> cracking sound. Yes. Once our yes! Te- once again, our team missing the point entirely of what's going on. <laughs> I start banging the floor. Yes, I also start banging <laughs> the floor. <laughs> It's really soft. Um, so you're in what should be a dark cave entrance to the to the the mines of the Bonbur Mountains, and you know that going deeper and deeper into the mines is Burmir, the lost dwarven city that uh, you know Astrid and your family would be from. Mm-hmm. You've only ever heard about this because that the obelisk came and sealed all of this away, you know, 50 years ago. So it's been a really long time. It's very eerie to be down here. You know that. It should be dark, but this red light is kind of giving you this underlight as you look around this big open cave entrance. You see these tubes of all different kinds. There's like there's red glowing tubes. There's there's a few like purple ones. There's some that look like pneumatic tubes. Uh, there, there's it just keeps going further and further into every crevice of this mine. We can all see um, this, but I am just listing all these. Th- I'm listing all the tubes to everyone. When, like a 12 year old, like super excited about Pokemon, is just like going on and on about it, like giving you way too much information. It's like that, but with tubes for me. Like, oh, that's a blue tube, but that's a red tube. That looks like a pneumatic tube. Oh, look at these tubes over here. They don't make tubes like this anymore. Can I just put my hand over Turbine's mouth? <laughs> Turbine, are any of them male tubes? Are any of them male tubes? <laughs> Roll a. Insight check? Uh, that is 16. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I can I do a perception check on them using my smith knowledge? I have smith tools. Does that give you a proficiency to anything? or, or you... I think it adds proficiency to insight. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so use um, your proficiency and, and Great. roll to see if that makes any sense. Um, I got a lower thing on insight. This time I got a... Uh... 10. (laughs) Okay. You don't really know, like, it's kind of, you know that it's Mm -hmm. a similar technology to, like, the more advanced stuff you saw in the obelisk. A lot of the tubes are made of metal, but it's, like, kind of like this, like, weird grown metal. Like, it doesn't feel, like, man-made, if that makes sense. This would look incredible in the hotel. They feel like veins. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Can we, um, is is it clear which way the 
the liquid inside them is flowing? A lot of them are flowing in different directions, but everybody make a perception check. 19. Ted. Uh, I got an 18. You hear muffled screams, and you look around, and you notice <laughs> it sounds quieter than it should be, and you see um, what looks like... <laughs> Guys, I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> <laughs> the bad news is there's screams. The good news is they're muffled. <laughs> you see a body going through a tube, uh. screaming, and it is a familiar looking form. Oh no. As it goes in and out of these like endlessly tangled network of tubes, you see it pop up and then go back under and then kind of pop up again. Like a dolphin. Um, is that Brenda Elizabeth's boyfriend? <laughs> it looks a lot like him. Oh, what, I guiding bolt the tube to try to break it. <laughs> okay, you can try to guiding bolt it. Uh, it may not break. Make an insight check first. Okay. Uh, my insight is 15. Okay, it just feels like uh, too thick to actually break the side of it. Um, okay. You feel like even if you could cut into it right here, it would take too long and you would lose the, the person in there. Okay, well, maybe we should follow it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I uh, horse gallop towards where <laughs> it's going. Yeah. Tradix is like, uh, I didn't, I just want to be clear that I had no idea that all of this yeah, shit was I'm down gonna, here. Yeah, I'm going to, Brenda Elizabeth is going to turn around uh, in this space where the soil clearly has never been touched by hooves. She feels, uh, she feels anger and she grabs it by the throat. She says, what are you doing with my boyfriend? <laughs> I mean, not my boyfriend. Yeah, what are you doing with her, with her boyfriend? What you, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing with her boyfriend? I, 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 I'm not, I want to be as clear as possible. I am not doing anything at all. I had no idea that this was down here. And I, if I'm being completely honest, I think I've been made a fool. So you were just throwing children down tubes and just not asking where they were going? Yeah, that's Tubecraft 101. You gotta know where those tubes lead. You can't just throw things in tubes. I haven't even taken Tubecraft 101, and I know that. Yeah. Look, what you're talking about is one of the first tenets of Tubecraft, but I gotta admit that I got a little lazy with it. And I did tell them to... I I don't know what's going on, but I think um, Bubbles is not who I thought he was. And I, and I think that... Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I... So you're blaming the robot. I always knew that there was... Blaming the robot. Huh? Typical. Blaming the robot. <laughs> well, he's got a brain in there. I don't know that I should give you my whole backstory right now because it's a... <laughs> it's a doozy. It's a little complicated at the moment. But um, I'll I'll just say that, yes, I, I, I was pretending to be a Barnabas because this place had a long list of Barnabases that led this place. And um, I don't really... Huh. <laughs> he holds up his like little amulet and he, he, you can tell that he's pretty fucking sad. Mm. Okay, well, Brenda Elizabeth ponders this, but only for a brief second because time is of the essence and she knows it's time to become that which she doodles and she shakes out her stringy maid and pursues where she saw her boyfriend but not boyfriend uh, in the tube. Okay, these tubes are going to all different caverns, but you think you can pinpoint it down to this one, this one pathway where it seemed like that that body was going down. Um, do you guys want to sneak or are you, are you just running at full speed or like? What I'd like to do is, this is a bonk that we're following. Bink, bink, bonk. You can't tell. We can't it tell. Was a, it, it was, was a, a blur. Twin in a tube. A twin in a tube. <laughs> <laughs> then where did the other twin go? What if we're going after Bink? That'd be so embarrassing. 
oh. no interest in Bink. <laughs> Everybody um, hates Bink. <laughs> can I? Uh, I'd like to cast locate object on Bink. Bink on. Uh, or, or if I'm not allowed to cast it on a person, on on the money that I gave them uh, to get into the festival in the first oh thing, <laughs> and, and uh, to to locate the object of, of my coins that I gave them and use that to to track where they're going, and then we could be a little more stealthy, but still know where they're going. I'm sorry to do this, yeah, but if I remember correctly, you just paid for them, so you never gave paid them to give money. them uh, wristbands though to get in, presumably. Ooh, yes. Ooh, yes. I think just just because I've listened back to it yes. several times. Yeah, yeah, sure, times, sure. It seemed like the language of it was that you you went to the t- like they went to the uh, and gave it to them. I didn't the give it to them. them but maybe you well. could just do it on their shirt cuz you interact with, yeah, them, yeah. with them. Sure. It was just it felt more fun and circular to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> to justify my rules. I just don't want to get called on it. Sure, sure, like, that's fine. Yeah. Well, in any case, I'd like to cast locate object on something that uh who we who we who going to follow Bink or Bonk? Bonk. Bonk. And that's what Ashford said anyways. Great. Uh, Bonk has like a little bit of a, a clip on his, uh, has a little rat tail with a clip on it. Could... <laughs> Great. I'll, I'll locate an object on, <laughs> on, the on, rat tail. Uh, on his greasy little rat tail clip. And it's uh, kind of a euphemism for what I've done with it. <laughs> <laughs> now I can, what was it? It's, if the object is in motion, you know the direction of its movement. Uh, you can sense the direction of the object's location as long as that object is within a thousand feet of us. And yes. Okay. So uh, you you feel it going in that direction. Okay. So, since I have no kind of where it's going, I'm I'm gonna kind of like be a little a little cautious when I'm entering going down these tunnels cool. since I don't need to worry about keeping up with it. Brenda Elizabeth is probably not thinking clearly, but if someone were to say, "Hey, we should stealth," I could pass <laughs> pass without trace on us. <laughs> cool. I mean, I think there's no no harm in doing that. Okay, then, since I'm still in my dragon form, I will have advantage on my concentration checks. So that's nice. Cool. Oh yeah. It's it's just dressage. You're like tiptoeing as a horse. Still wearing my still wearing my crown of monodrones. <laughs> <laughs> Tradix looks at Turbine. He's like, "You're just so cool. I feel like I wish I was like you when I was your age." I wish I was like. Well, I mean, <laughs> I've learned a lot about you recently. <laughs> <clears throat> Astrid, are you okay? <clears throat> what? Astrid, thank you for saving me. You're welcome. Um, if we get out of this, I'll give you a bunch of money. I think. <laughs> um, as a minimum, as a minimum, you'll give me a bunch of money. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com. 
mintmobile.com/papa. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/papaw. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. You guys continue to sneak down these tubes. And sneak gallop, you, a classic sneak gallop. Sneak gallop. <laughs> Brenda was with sneak galloping, uh, Astrid and Turbine sort of dancing still. <laughs> so you follow the screams as they get louder and louder into what looks like an open cave door that's a more hollowed out area that looks like it could be a laboratory. Uh, there's tons of like spare Warforged parts and piles of robotic arms and legs and, and some heads and just generally broken down machine parts in the corner. You see the exit of the tube that Bink was in, fortunately wasn't Bob, <laughs> uh, fall out into like, it, it almost looks like a slide in a play place. Uh, just slip out into like this larger vat of goop. Wow. And within that larger vat, you see several humanoid forms like kind of like against the glass trying to like free themselves but like they can't they don't have any purchase on this like glass wall they're just kind of slipping around and you see one huge form in there but you kind of can't really tell what it is and again this glass like when we see this we can assume that this glass is too difficult for us to break there's no point in trying to break it and break them free yeah it seems like pretty impenetrable okay you also see nearby like to the right of these this glass tank uh, a few bodies tied down to slabs <gasps> uh unconscious or unmoving you Gosh. can't really tell what's going on you also see a form standing over a table working on something and you can't see them but uh, they have like a cloak on and they're being assisted by this like warforged robot they wear like a purple hooded robe at first glance it almost looks human but uh, as you listen on, like you can hear these like whirring noises. It also seems to be a Warforged robot, but wearing a cloak. <laughs> so you're saying as he's working in his lab late one night 
our eyes are beholding an eerie sight. <gasps> no, don't say it. Uh, is this is this is some kind of monster mash situation? <laughs> it's a monster mash. Crap, please. Are you please. saying it's a graveyard smash? I'm saying that's it's exactly what it is. It, it's going to catch on in a flash if we don't do something. No! <laughs> <laughs> but without, I mean, uh, trying not to get DMCA'd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but without knowing... My that- aim in this podcast is to get Zood's, Zach sued so badly. <laughs> By the writer of please. Monster Mash. <laughs> but you see this purple hooded figure uh, that also presumably... Start. It feels warforged in nature. Uh, working on something. Another like assistant uh, warforged working on, uh, with them. And then out of a pneumatic tube nearby, another figure spits out and lands like a three point landing. Like kind of like they're pretty like dexterous, sort of a superhero pose. And then stands up. It's also wearing a, a, a purple cloak. And it says to the first one, "The preparations are almost complete. Status report on the upcycling." The first guy who's working on on the slab says, Inquiry 423118 and 423119 did not sustain charge, sorted to failure, though rarity has occurred. Inquiry 423120 maintains a full charge, sorted to success, and will proceed with reprogramming. Understood. Finish up the process and the other materials and then destroy the abomination. He points to something in the corner, and you realize he's pointing to the de-domesticator, the thing that was in this the Sphinx's presentation. Hmm. As he points to that to tell the other one to destroy it, the first one like holds up their own hand and it has like a purple crackling energy. And he says, test the reroute and apply the technology if failed. I have concluded a chaotic device such as that should not be allowed and will destroy it. I will remove it after attempting to upcycle the next inquiry. Uh, you look on the table, like he steps to the side and you see on the table a groggy looking Noah the dwarf <laughs> is lying on the slab. And <laughs> and he says, I- I- he's he's still dumber. And he says, uh, <laughs> I'm almost 100% positive that this is not my house. <laughs> uh, you can make a perception check if you want. Yes, to, to get a closer look at it. Yeah. Love a perception Shout out check. to the two crew. Uh, I got a 13. I also got a 13. But I do a pirouette when I roll. Uh, I can also, I have invisibility <laughs> as a racial trait. I can cast Ooh. once a day. So maybe I'll cast invisibility on myself and like sneak down there to see what else I can see. Cool. Okay, Astrid, you've turned invisible at this point. Um, you guys can make a perception check uh, right now if you'd like. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're trying to if, uh, find anything in particular at the room. I'm trying to look for a way to get into where that glass room with all the people locked in are. They're in like a goop, oh, right? Yeah, they're, they're in like, in like a, a Yeah, suit. it's like basically sealed with the tunnel. Like, oh, so okay. you can't actually get inside that area. Um, it's it, I, it's it almost fully looks sealed like an everywhere. assembly line. Can I look to see oh, if okay. there's any? If I know my goop containers, like I think I do, there's usually some kind of lever you can pull that will spill yeah. out all the goop and the contents within. Can I look to see if there's any sort of goop lever? <laughs> there's some kind of mechanism on the front of the uh, container, mm. but it's pretty. It's like a few feet away from the Warforge guys working on stuff. This guy's also about to cut into <laughs> Noah. Oh, okay. Um, FYI. 
any, any other checks you want to make before going in? Every room we've been in here so far has been had like bits of machinery spitting oil or spitting sparks or things like that. Is there anything like that perhaps situated near any of these Warforge guys? You don't see any traps in here. The room just looks sort of like this like makeshift lab underground. Okay, in which case I'm I'm invisible. Can I sneak up to this Warforged guy and like pull his hood down over his face <laughs> so he suddenly can't see anything? Like jump on his I back mean, and pull his hood down. Yeah, he will probably just move. <laughs> <laughs> Mechanically, that's nothing. Well, <laughs> no, I just want to stop. I just want to essentially grapple him to stop him from cutting into Noah. Oh, okay. Are we cl- we're we're going to attack right now, right? I'm I I'm not so. misreading this Are situation. We? Okay, uh, if that's the case, Brenda, then oh, sorry, go on. Sorry, Brenda Elizabeth, make a perception check if you don't mind. Uh, that is a dirty twenty. Okay, you notice that the larger form in the goop pit seems to have four legs. <gasps> and maybe, I don't know. Okay. It has a certain familiar shape. Um, I uh, say to everyone, get fast is in the fucking pit. I'm going in. Everyone, let's get a fucking sneak attack round and fucking do this. Woo! Pardon my language, Grandpa Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> You feel uh, just a little bit of guilt somewhere in you. <laughs> cool. All right. If you want to make a sneak attack around, yeah. uh, go for right it. Right before we do, I'm going to go into my archer form before we take the sneak attack round. And then I'll use my, I'll use my, whenever we take sneak attack round, I'll use everything that I have on uh, that guy and then just jump right in where Galvez is. That would be my personal Okay, plan. he's still in the goop thing that you can't get into, unfortunately. Oh, you can't get into it. Okay. Just so to be clear about what you guys see, there's the two cloaked figures and one like assistant-y looking guy. Uh, those are the only three like bad guys it seems like there are mm-hmm. in this room. Cool. Yeah, let's roll initiative and then you'll take the sneak attack and then we'll go into initiative. So All everybody right. just roll. 15. It's a 17. Ooh, that's a 22. You guys all have a sneak attack on these three guys. Whoever wants to go first can go first. You can coordinate however you like. I'd like to start by casting motivational speech. <laughs> Is that that feat? Uh, no, it's a, it's a spell, but I, I love the wording of it. You address allies, staff, or innocent bystanders to exhort and expi- inspire them to greatness, whether they have anything to get excited about or not. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that you're going to whisper a motivational speech. I know. Well, that's what I was asking about. Like, it's like, this is a stellar. It's like, so what is the logic of this? Does this make sense? Um, <laughs> okay, everybody. So, okay, everybody. This is what we've all been, we've been through a lot together. But Astrid, this is really important. I got to agree with Our friends are in are in the goop. Our Did friends are here. Our Shh. friends are about to get sliced into. So I say it's time. We and I like bring, bring out the hurdy gurdy and like start to like. I, 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 I break no. the hurdy gurdy in half. <laughs> well, you get the point. Um, Tradix is like, yeah, I'm probably just gonna hang back, but also, come on, man. Um, uh, so what this does is everyone who who I targeted who can hear me. Who so I'll say probably Noah can't. Can can Noah hear me? I can target up to five other. Uh, five people so myself the two the three of us obviously tradix and then if if i'm allowed no i'll throw him in there too but i i can see the logic for not you can try he's like bolted to a table he may or may not be able to do anything sure for the duration of the spell you will get five temporary hit points and you have advantage on wisdom saving throws and if you're hit by an attack you get advantage on your next attack roll and whoa that's really good. And but if you lose those five temporary hit points, the spell ends for you. Okay. 
So as long as you have those five HP, you have those abilities. Or any, probably even if you have one of them left over. Yes, correct. Yeah. If you have, if you lose those five HP, the spell ends for you. Great. Trinex is like, I'm just going to hide unless it gets bad. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. I just inspired you to greatness. <laughs> Pick up Tradix and throw him towards the Warforged. <laughs> Maybe what you Coward. need is a little song. <laughs> oh. I guiding bolt another instrument. Joe, <laughs> <out. laughs> no, I'm running out of instruments. <laughs> cool. So that's uh, Turbine's turn, uh, his surprise turn. Um, next up, uh, Brent Elizabeth, what do you do? Okay. Uh, I am going to try to actually use a guiding bolt. Those were just joke uses. I didn't actually yes. use <laughs> uh, I'm now going to actually guiding bolt freaking uh, the one who's about to slice down on Noah. Cool. It's probably going to miss. Uh, does an 11 hit? An 11 misses. Damn. Okay, I'm still going to do my bonus, because I went into my archer mode before we uh, started our sneak attack round, so I will do my bonus attack with my archer thing. That's also gonna fucking miss! Oh, All no. Right. Damn. That's Brutal. it. Brutal. Okay, so that guy's working on the, the table, and two things whiz by him before he kind of even has a chance to react. Uh, Astrid, what do you do? You've, you're invisible. I'm invisible. Yes. Okay, I'm going to hit this guy that's trying to kill Noah. First one is uh, a 10. I'm assuming that's not going to hit. You have a... You, you, are you in rage? Are you using reckless attacks? I'm not or? in rage because I'm invisible. Oh, but I guess as soon as I... As soon as I hit him, I'll come out of invisibility anyway, so I might as well go into a rage. You're still surprising him if you come out of invisibility and go into a rage and attack. Yes, great. So I will go. I will come out of invisibility, I'll go into a rage, and I will attack him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, cool. Great. Um, roll your attacks. Uh, okay, so I got a 10 on the first one, and then on the second one, I got a 18. Cool, that hits. Great. The you. second one hits. Nine damage to him nine damage um and can i sneak up behind oh no that's probably this is probably too much i was gonna say can i like does noah have like wires or anything like coming like how is noah's like passed out on this table right yeah he seems pretty useless uh if if like just looking at him he's just like dazed very confused dazed and confused okay great (laughs) (laughs) so you did nine damage yeah okay cool so that's the surprise around. Now we're going into initiative. You guys all rolled really well. Turbine, it's your turn because uh, you rolled a 22, right? Yes, I did. Cool. Well, I might as well come in swinging. Actually, <laughs> now I'm going to do the exact opposite of what I just said. Let's see, we're, all, we're all fighting these guys. Can you just remind me, Was there is there anything I can see over here that I, that like, anything to like focus more on rescuing these folks instead of fighting these folks first? Is that a thing I can do? Yeah, I mean, you can roll an insight check on that and see what feels right. Yeah, sure. Let's roll that. That's that's a six. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's you're feeling dumb and confused. Uh, Like, oh, this is really advanced. Sure. (laughs) All right. You're looking at the front of the the tank and it has like a kind of like what looks like the keyhole or whatever is just doesn't even look like an (laughs) instrument you understand. Sure. I think I'm just going to come out swing and and cast shatter on these fuckers. That targets every creature within a 10 foot radius sphere on a point that I center. Can I center that in such a way that it doesn't hit Astrid or will that hit Astrid no matter what. I think you could do it without hitting Astrid, but you might hit Noah. I think you can get two of them without hitting. I don't think you can get all three with that. So I think you could hit two of them like off to the side. Got it. 
if I'm trying to like keep Noah safe is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's up to you, but... I love that you go from whispering a motivational speech to screeching and... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're all set. And fight! Oh, I'm so loud. Oh, God. My eardrums. <laughs> so I'll go ahead, uh, and then I'll target two of them. I'll target... There, there's, there's like the two cloaks and then like the little Igor, that's what you said? Basically, yeah, yeah. There's one little more pathetic one, and two, uh, two more formidable. And they're all like Warforged-y kind of, kind of folks. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll target the weaker-looking ones uh, if I have a choice here, and so I will do that. Oh, and this guy, this guy in front of me also kind of has to keep attacking me because of my ancestral guardians. Oh, cool. If he hits anybody else, he does it with disadvantage. Okay, cool. Does that change what I just said, or are you reinforcing what I just said? Yeah, so you should you should go yes. for. I can take care of this guy. You you go for the other guys. Cool. So I'm going to do that. Uh, those two must make a Constitution saving throw. As a side note, a creature made of inorganic materials such as stone, crystal, or metal has disadvantage on this saving throw. Ooh. Oh, nice. Okay. And uh, you will take three d8 thunder damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Damn. Okay. Uh, let's see what they get. All right, so you're going to hit one of the beefier guys and one of the, the Igor-y guy because she's fighting the other one. So they rolled a six and a two. So without even doing disadvantage, they both fail. Okay. <laughs> Roll damage. That is not bad. That is 16. 16 damage? 16 wow. damage. Yeah. Okay. 3d8. That's a second level spell, baby. Crank that hurdy-gurdy so fast, sparks start <laughs> flying. <laughs> Whisper everyone, okay, we're gonna do it. Yeah! <laughs> oh, not only with a little bit of Elizabeth and her horse. You said it was 16? Uh, 16, yes. Cool. I mean, you've attacked twice now. These guys are, I guess they're just not, they've been down here for so long, they're not used to anyone coming in this room. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, Turbine steps up, uh, feeling kind of dumb, powering through that, just spins his hurdy gurdy, and just this explosive concussion of energy blast through at these two Warforge guys, um, uh, badly damaging one and hurting one pretty bad that was more formidable. His like cloak kind of gets uh, ruptured more and you see more of his metallic form. This guy's cut. Um, he's <laughs> oh, a damn. big, uh, uh, tough looking robot guy. Is, he, is wow. he like, does he have organic like fucking muscles or is it like robotic muscles? It's robotic muscles designed to look organic. I never thought I needed to see a metal nipple. <laughs> These are my nipples. <laughs> and I tried to cover them with my cloak. They're like Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Works really well. <laughs> Until he slashes through my cloak. He's so mad at <laughs> That's right. And don't you forget the name Turbine Spizzlesink. <laughs> turbine Spizzlesink. Turbine Spizzlesink. Turbine Spizzlesink. Just trying to remember. <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth, that is your turn. Okay. I'm gonna try once again another guiding bolt. I'm gonna go on the um, super cut guy, <laughs> aiming okay. away from his beautiful metal nipples. So uh, uh, two of them are pretty cut. The two guys with cloaks are are both equally cut. <laughs> um, I'm going for the one that's cut and turbine hit. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I got a 21 to hit. Roll damage. Yeah, that hits. Okay, so that's a guiding bolt. I didn't roll that well, um, but it is 9, 10, 11. So 11 radiant damage. 
And then I will now uh, roll with advantage because of the guiding bolt with my little um, archer arrow. Oh, yes. Okay. So I got a fucking 26. Nope. I'm an archer now. So a 29. Nice. What? You rolled a 29? I rolled a 19. Oh, no. So yeah, 28. Pardon me. 28 to hit. And then that's another eight damage. So 11 and eight. Yeah. So 19 damage. Wow. Okay. So he is going to use his reaction to try to catch one of these. <laughs> to catch the guiding bolt. One of them is an arrow. Right? Oh yeah. One of them is like my little um, archer arrow, essentially. I think it's like technically magical because it's like I'm a I'm it's like a druid thing, but Okay. He turns around, he tries to like catch it and uh, gets fucking hit in the face with two arrows <laughs> uh, that are made of light. He, he tried to- Sparkles, <laughs> actually. Um, Stunning. And then how fucked up does he look? This guy has taken 35 points of damage and still looks not on death's door by any means. Not on death's door. All right, I'm gonna mm. hold yeah. on to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop there. Hale and Hardy. Yeah. Cut. Oh, I'm saying he's not on death. Yeah. Door. Did, I, did I? Was that clear? Yeah. If yes. he was closer to okay, death, I, cool. I might have action surge, but he's not. So gotcha. I'm, I'm just okay. Cool. Ready. He's pretty sturdy, so he he takes those two arrows and clocks where it came from, and he's like, "I've uh, collected new data now. I know that won't happen again." <laughs> <laughs> and just sort of like you nerd. <laughs> Learning is cool. I agree, actually. <laughs> I agree, specifically about horses. Do you like horses? I love them. In fact, we're about to work on one now. <gasps> That's why I'm here. <laughs> he just he just almost, it's a robot, but he, it looks like he's smiling. <laughs> After Brenda Elizabeth, it is the um, these two cloaked figures turn. Come at me, you coward. One, uh, if he doesn't attack me, he attacks with disadvantage, and the person who he's attacking has resistance if he hits. Okay, cool. Well, this one's going to turn around and just attack you because Great. you're attacking it. That makes sense. <laughs> um, and he, <laughs> uh, he's just going to make an unarmed strike, but his hand is like kind of glowing with this gray energy. Sure. The other guy has sort of this purple energy in his hand. Um, let's see what hmm. this does. I quickly okay. sketch this. <laughs> Pardon me, doodle. He rolls a nat one. Yes. Um, <laughs> I stamp so on his feet. He hit you at all, <laughs> but he makes two more unarmed strikes. Oh, God. This is a general grievous situation. Uh, what's your armor class, Astro? 17. Okay. Misses. Okay, so he makes three really bad wild attacks. <laughs> uh, I'm just like ducking and weaving, like that dexterity of a tiny person just moving around his stupid punches. <laughs> it feels like this guy's been like working at a desk all day and then like had to turn around and make three attacks. <laughs> Against a <laughs> child. <laughs> You're attacking a child. Oh, my, I'm a child. My elbow popped. <laughs> After that, uh, the other one is going to, uh, I think, make an attack at uh, Astrid as well. Mm. Because you're the only one closer. Yes. Okay, that will hit. That will hit. Mm-mm. I like it. You're. That misses. I'm telling my father, and that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> oh no. Okay. So you get hit for. You take 14 points of damage. Ouch. As the second monk comes up to you and pops you twice. Great, half to seven, right? Because I'm I'm raging. Yes. Half to half to seven, but you'll lose the motivational speech yes. now. Yeah, 
And so now you get an advantage on an attack. Is that well? She lost the spell, so I I, I was I was sitting here tr- I was sitting here trying to figure out like how that would how that would work. Uh, I think when would you take less than five? That's what I was thinking. It's like, it's like you, so you'd yeah. have to be hit, but you'd have to take less than five points of damage. Like that seems like a rarity, but I guess it could happen. Uh, you can tell me how you the I was re. It seems like it, it doesn't make sense if it's that. So like I guess you would have advantage, and the spell's gone. That's what it seems like to me. Sure, right? I would bet. I yeah. would bet that you don't get the wisdom saves anymore, but you do get like once you lose it, once you take damage that first time, any next attack would have advantage. That'd be my guess. Cool. So that's uh, those two guys' turn. Um, and now, Astrid, it's your turn. Great. Um, I guess I'll keep hitting the guy that I hit, and I am going to attack recklessly this time. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. So the first one I rolled a. 23 and then the second one i rolled a 19 okay both of those will hit um roll damage Ooh. uh okay i got uh 10 on one and ooh, 16 on the other damn okay so wait which one are you attacking by the way uh the one that i had already attacked wait can i do one on one and one on the other so they keep on attacking me yeah, you can do that. Great. So I'll do 10 <laughs> on the new one and 16 on the one I already hit. Is there anything on the floor that's like dangerous looking? I have this feat crusher where once per turn if you hit a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage, you can move it five feet to an unoccupied space. Um, There's like some cables and stuff, but these guys feel pretty dexterous and there's not like, there's not like a spike on the ground. There's not. Any, okay. There's no workplace hazards. <laughs> I guess I'll yeah. push one of them five feet back just for lols. Because I have, I have yeah. the feet. Okay. Do they make any kind of save? No, they just they... move five feet back into an unoccupied space. Okay, so a guy just like flies back like a uh, Dragon Ball Z character yes. getting punched in the stomach. Uh, <laughs> and... Cool. And so now next time, if they don't attack me, they, get, they have disadvantage. Oh, okay. So they cool. have to keep attacking me. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Next up is the little, the like more dinky guy who's like, uh, sees all this happening and uh, I think is going to go after, um, hmm, well, who would we, he go after? Come at me, you coward. <laughs> Fight me. He, he's like, he saw you push like one of his bosses away five <laughs> feet and he's like, I'll, I'll come after you next. Like, <laughs> and, he, and he goes over to uh, Turbine and tries to punch Turbine in the face. <laughs> hey, no, wait. <laughs> Cool. So he's going to make two attacks on Turbine. Two. Does a 14 hit? Uh, my AC is 13. Cool. So he hits you twice. Aw. You take 16 points. Yikes. Ooh. All right. Well, I'm going to lose those temp HP. <laughs> so that's five out there. And then I'll lose uh, 11 more damage. Cool. We're back at the top of the order. Everyone in this tank is still screaming and thrashing. <laughs> Uh, if people want to make perception checks, they can. Uh, I mean, I'll make a perception check if you're offering. Yeah, I, d- yeah. I thought that we couldn't do anything with the tank. Uh, I got it. I just crit on my perception Ooh. check. Yes. So, Brynn Elizabeth, you can see into the tank. You know you can't really open it easily. That would be pretty involved, and it would feel like you might get attacked in the back if you were doing something like that, and maybe you not succeed. But you're looking into the tank, and you see a couple of forms. You notice that you see what looks to be Bink, Bonk, and Raider. 
You see um, the other two dwarves that were with Noah. You see Noah on the table and you see Galfas in the tank. You know that's Galfas. killing me that I don't have that I used my misty step for the day <laughs> and that I couldn't just misty step in to uh, be reunited with Galfas. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's killing me. Uh, what you do notice with this is that, uh, like, if you're looking at thinking of it in terms of the candidates that. Or, you know, the, the people, the job interviewers, you don't see the two halflings or mop anywhere. Huh. Um, but it seems like they're just not, they're just not in this room. Um, but you do see three robotic forms on a table. Oh, okay. They look to be a similar size to certain people you met before. So when you say there's three robotic forms on a table, are those the three robotic things that we're fighting right now? Or there's three more tables? There's three more on a table. They're not fighting. Okay, I see, I see. Wow. Can Brent Elizabeth still be attracted to Bonk if he's a robot? Bonk is in the goop, right? Yeah, he's in the goop. He's not Bonk's in the goop. <laughs> but who knows? I yeah. I would like to telepathically communicate, as we've established <laughs> that, I could uh, telepathically communicate with Galfast and just say, Galfast, I'm here for you. Look out for Bonk if you can. <laughs> Priority number one. <laughs> Galfast is just going... Goop! Ah! <laughs> Articulate as ever. Help! I'm in goop! Um, thrashing about. I hope those are not. I hope those are not. Galfast's last words. <laughs> goop! Help, no! Help! <laughs> Brent Elizabeth, that's. Uh, or sorry, Turbine, that's your turn. Uh, I, I guess I'll take advantage of this. This the last bit of advantage I have from getting hit by that guy. I'm gonna hit him back. Yeah. The guy who okay. just hit me. So let's see. I'm gonna try to do that. I'm gonna roll. This is just a, a straight. I'm sorry. It's been so long since I've done this. It's just a straight twenty, right? That I'm rolling here. Yes. And then you add your rapier to. Ah, great. That is. Uh, so I, and I have advantage on that. The first one is a total of fifteen, and my second roll is a total of twenty-one. One of those has gotta hit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you hit this. Um, you hit this like assistant bot. Uh, it. Uh, uh, how much damage do you do? Sorry. Uh, let's see. That is. There's a, a five. Not that much. Okay. You hit him for five. Uh, it, it, you guys look just compared to Astrid fighting these two like <laughs> uh, cut just um, nerd fight monks with their nipples out. Um, you you and this little guy are fighting. Uh, he's, he's like, you you got in the way of the plants. I should get a cloak one day, and uh, I have to stop you. Um, and gets hit in the stomach. He doesn't move back five feet, but he kind of slides back just to make it seem more impressive. Uh, that's the end of your turn, unless you want to. Uh, give anybody any I, i'm all out of my bardic inspirations so i don't think i have any more actions i can take i guess i could run away or something i can move right can i but there's nothing to move towards really yeah i mean that guy would maybe get an attack of opportunity that yeah seems like i'll just hang okay cool uh that's uh turbine's turn uh brenda elizabeth that is your turn okay i am going to i'm going to guiding bolt I guess I'll just I feel like he's a dinky guy, but I'm going to go for it. I'm going to guiding bolt this guy that is fighting Turbide. That is a that one, but I'm a halfling, so I get to roll it. <laughs> nice. Ooh. Arguably lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a 16 plus seven is going to be a 23. Okay, that definitely hits. Okay. So he takes... 11 damage. 
He's badly hurt. Okay, then I will use my Very little archer thing. 18. On the second one? Does it hit? Yeah. Yes, that hits. Okay. Nine. Nine damage. So the first one makes this assistant bot sort of stagger. It looks up. It, it's trying to like maintain its focus. And then the second one buries itself deep into its forehead. <laughs> you see its lights flicker out and it just crumples to the ground dead. Yeah! Um, one down. And yes. then I turned my glimmering, sparkling uh, arrow onto the uh, nippled guy. <laughs> he self-consciously covers his nose with the shreds. <laughs> oh, of I'm his sorry. Cloak. I didn't understand. I wasn't trying to look at. <laughs> it's not about that. It's not about that. <laughs> he, he he picks up a screwdriver and just pops off his nipples. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, as a as a girl who recently ripened into a woman, that makes me cringe. <laughs> horrible, horrible for me to hear, even as a Warforged bot. Turbine is just staring at those nipples like they make the best souvenir. He's like, oh, I, gotta get, I gotta get those nipples. <laughs> Free the nipple. Um, uh, after Brenda Elizabeth, these two monks are gonna go, or these two um, robed guys are gonna go. First one's gonna take two attack or three attacks at Astrid. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I attacked recklessly, so they attack with advantage. Ooh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Still one miss, but we'll see if these are crits. <laughs> okay. So two hits, no crits. You're very lucky that Great. this guy didn't crit because <laughs> that's why they're interesting. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also do good things if I crit. It's not, they're not special. Not like this, though. <laughs> I did crit, though. Um <laughs> 15 halved. Great. So that's another seven. Second guy is going to try to attack you as well. Great. All right. I love First it. Attack. Pay attention to me. I don't care what kind of attention it is as long as it's attention. 17 is your armor class. Yes. <laughs> One hit. Uh, another hit. Uh, another hit. Oof. Okay. So you get hit three <laughs> times. Ow. 24 damage. Great. So 12. Oh, right. Barbarians take so much damage. They, and take a licking like, and keep on ticking. Right? Yeah, I, think I have. Kicking. I, I currently have 39 hit points. We used the data and it felt like it would be cooler if we attacked you and crit, but it, we didn't crit, so uh, <laughs> experiment failed. Um, that's their turn. Uh, next up is Astrid. Great. I mean, I guess I'll attack recklessly against these guys again. Do either of them look like if I do two attacks against them, they'll be down? Uh, the one that uh, initially Turbine had been attacking, yeah, one of them does. Great. So I'll go after that guy. The one who still has his nipples. Yes. The, the, the benippled guy I hit. 23 to hit. Okay. Uh, 13 damage to him. How's he looking? Really, really, really fucked Great. up. Great. And then I'll go for him again. But still standing. Does a 16 hit? His armor class is 16, so that does hit. Yes, yeah. okay. And that is uh, just seven. Your second hit dumbs this guy, shattering his, his skull. <laughs> uh, uh, he was like, I, he was about to say, I will always remember Astrid Starborn, but he didn't say it. Instead, he got his head smashed. Great, uh, I, I pull off his nipples and use them as earrings. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do that so fast, my brother? They weren't even pissed before. I just did it. I can't feel anything. I'm so full of adrenaline. So there's this last guy standing uh, after Astrid. Uh, the other guy's dead. Yes. Okay. So we're going back to the top. That guy's looking at a tunnel like he might try to escape. 
Uh, Turbine, it's your turn. I'm going to cast Suggestion on that guy. I'm, I'm going to cast him and, and <laughs> like It's like, you can see we're fucking your friends up. Let all these people go or we'll, we'll kill you too. <laughs> cool. So you cast Suggestion. Uh, roll. So this guy makes a Wisdom save? That is, that is correct. He rolled a 16 on the die, so plus three, because he's sort of a- Wise fellow. A, a robot monk, if you will. I see. So that's 19, um, so he does not get affected. All right, well, you know, it was worth a shot. Um, he was like, I, I I, could make more brothers. <laughs> I already have, and points to the table. Why don't you make okay. some sisters, uh, you sexist? Honestly, you're right. <laughs> um, okay. All right, I guess that's my turn. Is, is there anything else in the space that looks like uh, I could like, you know, chuck at them or pick up or throw any machine there's like we're in a machine shop is there anything in here that looks like it'd yeah be like well, you a use your action so there's not really i don't think there's gonna i'm not gonna do anything really with it i'm just sort of curious about what's in here yeah i mean there's like stuff around um it uh, I, I think it's like you notice things that are in- interesting like the like the de-domesticator in the back corner yeah. and like a, you know it doesn't feel like anything you can do in like a few seconds got it so okay yeah brenda elizabeth you're up all right the sparkly archer throws I believe her final guiding bolt. Whoa. That's going to be an 18 on the die, so I think it's going to fucking hit. Yes. 25. That hits. Yes. 16 radiant damage. Whoa. Okay. And then. He's still pretty beefy. Okay. Going to go for my archer, my bonus action arrow. A one I could reroll. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. 14 <laughs> Yeah, that's going to hit. It's like, tw- uh, so 23, that's four plus four is going to be eight. So another eight damage. And then okay. Brenda Elizabeth is trying to get her fucking horse back. So she is going to action surge and cast <laughs> oh create bonfire on this fucker. <laughs> Holy shit. So it, wow. it's going to be 2d8 fire damage. He has to pass a dex 15 save, so he really might because he's a monk. But Okay, he's pretty dexterous. Let's see. He got an 18 on the die, so okay. he passes So he it. passes, but he'll still take... Oh, I rolled an 8 and a 4. So he'll still take 6 damage, I believe. Okay. Um, hot, oh, hot. Actually, the uh, creature... Never mind. I don't think he takes any damage if he passes. <laughs> he hops over it like a cool guy. Um, <laughs> cool guy. Damn, he's so cool. He says, Watch this. He uh, he's pretty hurt, but he's he's still like eyeing that that portal out of here, and it's his turn. He's gonna make his way for it, but as he goes, Astrid, you have you have a reaction to hit. Ooh, yes, I do. How exciting! Oh, I miss him so bad. <laughs> I rolled a, I rolled a four, so an eleven. Okay, so that will miss for sure. Great. Unless, can I reckless attack on an opportunity attack? Probably not. Um, let me let me double check. Okay, so I'm reading that. Likewise, if you make a reckless attack during your turn, and then a reaction during your turn allows you to make another attack, then it will be a reckless attack. Oh, so well, so you haven't would... gone since the last time you yeah. did. Yeah. So this is still so it's reckless still reckless. Attack. Great. Okay. So, ooh, with it. <laughs> Uh, 13. Okay. Um, right. That misses as well. Okay. <laughs> Just. He. Where's he running? Where's dives in a tube uh, out of the combat oh, and escapes. God damn. Oh. So, 
uh, you guys have exited combat. You're in this lab. You, I'll say you can just like, you you have enough time to open the thing and let- The goop canisters. Uh, your fellow- huh, huh? The goop canisters? Sorry. Open the goop canisters. <laughs> yes, you open the goop canister, uh, it spills out on the floor. It's disgusting. A bunch of people Galfast. and Galfast, Galfast fall out. I give Galfast CPR. I, I also let He's Noah breathing. off the table, uh, just so he knows we didn't forget about it. We weren't like just so enamored by goop that we forgot about it. <laughs> I'm looking at this goop like, this is satisfying. I think I can monetize this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gonna have the first slime empire of, of Aberdeen. May everybody make an investigation check, if you will. Damn, I rolled really well. Not great. Nice. That is a 24 for me. Okay, dirty 20 for Brenda Elizabeth. Um, you guys are looking around. This is a crazy room full of weird gizmos and stuff. You remember the conversation those guys had about, like, you're, you're noticing who's missing. The conversation the guy had about, like, this version of the thing was a failure. Two versions of a failure, one version of a success. And you're looking at three robots on a table. Uh, two are, look kind of powered down one a larger one uh that Brent elizabeth you already realized maybe is familiar to you possibly it is mop the human is the hippie human yeah it's, it, it sounded like one of them was viable and that one looks viable of these three if, even if you don't understand what is going on okay i uh i guess i i put my small halfly body across so that he can't activate oh i'll also say this uh in that in that blurb the guy also said he hasn't been reprogrammed yet oh okay uh that i i tap on mop excuse me excuse me (laughs) excuse me all right i guess i guess he was i guess he needs a kiss from a true love (laughs) hang on what make way (laughs) i I push astrid and you got this elizabeth your first kiss will be one to remember (laughs) no Plant a smacker right on Mop. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Mop does a cartwheel uh, and and uh, <laughs> rips out of his restraints and uh, like does a flip into the corner and like Spider Man on the side of the, the, the room. Hang on, guys. Oh, I misread this totally. <laughs> Turbine, did you get it? Did you touch lips to lips? What did it feel like? How do you feel about having been turned into a van? He thinks about that for a second. He's like, "What? What do you?" And he looks at himself and he understands what you're talking about. Oh my god! I uh uh wait. So I'm a van now. Mm-hmm. Aren't all our bodies just vans that we ride around in life? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like to think of my body as a limousine. I cross out that thought <laughs> in my doodle book. No common misconception about vans and bodies, actually. <laughs> Mop thinks about it really hard for a second, and you see him just sort of like transform into a little tiny van. Oh, he's a transformer. <laughs> wow, I guess I am a van. <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth, you notice that Galfast has like gone up to the, the de-domesticator and is like nuzzling it with <gasps> his nose. Galfast, I thought that you were feral already, but this is your chance to be feral. And hmm. I say spar- feral because feral horses are ones that have descended from domesticated creatures you know, compared to, say, a Mustang or a Brumby. You just kind of, you know, just, like, makes, like, an actual noise. Galfast, like, it is time to be your own horse. Go, go. Make way. And I push them aside and I kiss Galfast on the lips. <laughs> what? No, I'm sorry. I misread, I misread the situation again. I misread it again. 
Galfast, if you'd like to live in luxury, there's always a position in my stuff. <laughs> oh, Galfast shit. doesn't know what you're talking about at all. Uh, <laughs> Galfast, horse. Wait. Understand, if you don't speak English, I don't know what we're going to do with you. <laughs> Galfast positions himself in front of the laser. And, uh, <laughs> nods at everyone. I take a huge swig of cabbage soup from my thermos and I uh, <laughs> lean hard on the activate button. You activate the de-domesticator. It starts shaking with energy and a bright like purple charge starts charging in, in, in sort of a sphere in front of it. Uh, it crackles with energy and it just keeps crackling and then it hits Galfast in the chest and he just sits there perfectly still as this thing is uh, blasting him in the chest. It's like kind of irradiating him. It's almost hard to look at. The, the light is so bright. It starts pulsing with energy. Uh, he gets brighter and brighter and brighter until there's sort of a, a big purple flash. Roll a d20 and tell me what you get. D20, okay. Five. Five? Yeah. Okay, it was just a basically a coin flip. Um, okay. So that's, it, it's fine. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the light deactivates from the laser but it's still sort of bright in the room. As you look at Galfast, his mane's gotten a lot longer. His tail is even longer. He is now, uh, like, he almost looks like the night sky. It's like purple and pink and it's glittery. Uh, he has a long goatee. Whoa. Uh, that is swirling with purple. Uh, and long, like, hair on the, on, on the, above his hooves. Uh, that's like really this like just very full looking purple like this like fuchsia and all, all these other colors are mixed in with it as well. You rolled a five. I simplified this table that uh, that accompanies this. Okay. Galfas is now a Valinar steed. Oh. Whoa. Brenda Elizabeth takes a knee before Galfas and says, whatever you wish, I work in your service now. I renounce all earthly bonds. Sorry, bonk, but I can't be your girlfriend like I know you wish, for I am in service of Galvan. <laughs> I start playing a like a, inspir- a very touching tune. <laughs> bonk spits out some more goop like he's been throwing up. In the <laughs> Please, save your sobbing for when I don't have to see it and think of what could have been. <laughs> As you look at Galfas, he looks back at you. You feel like some sort of magical connection forming between the two of you. There's something happening here. And essentially, after observing you for a little bit, he is now magically bonded to you. Uh, That means that while bonded, the steed and the bonded creature can communicate telepathically with each other at a distance up to 100 feet. Wow. We could go to two different parties and still talk to each other. (laughs) But your role was for this. I was going to see which of his ancestral traits you get. Um, but I simplified it a little bit between the two that I thought were good. So now he has face step once a day as well. <gasps> Whoa. Wow. Face step rules. That's so cute because I'm Faye touched. Are you really? Yeah. I, that's is, what, he's that's a, a large Faye. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, he says to you, Galfas, yes, that was my name long ago, but not the true name of me do you and not because i know i am unworthy but would you grace me with what your true name is so that i may doodle it quickly so zach doesn't have time to think (laughs) my name an ancient name 
It's been there for years and years and not me just thinking years. Psst, hurry up. No. My name is Dazzle Raz. <laughs> Dazzle Raz, a worthy name. Ancient name if ever I have heard one. So you come from the people of Sparkles. Yeah, there is... <laughs> Tell us more about the people who named you. <laughs> my father named me and my mother. What were uh, their names? What were their names? <laughs> what were their names? If you consider us worthy, of course, Galfast. I mean, Dazzle Raz. <laughs> it is Dazzle Raz. My father was named Razzle Daz. <laughs> and my mother, Daz. Wow, that's <laughs> confusing. <laughs> Look. Uh, we can't dwell on this too long. I'm, <laughs> I'm only talking. Did you have siblings? I'm so sorry. Oh yes, Did telepathic you have siblings. <laughs> or were you an only child? Because I'm kind of an only child. At least I think. I don't know who my parents are, or where, or if I have siblings. But I have a lot of grandparents. <laughs> I have a sister named Gazel Shaz, <laughs> and a brother named Fazel Raz. <laughs> Look, that guy escaped. <laughs> Things are going down. Feels like we have to focus up a little bit. Absolutely. And You're right. Wait, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at Brenda Elizabeth having a one-sided conversation. Like, what the uh-huh. going on? <laughs> Everybody watches Brenda Elizabeth stare at this horse for quite a long time. <laughs> and Tradix is like, we kind of have to hurry. It seems like shit's about to go down. And that's where we'll be. <laughs> Shut up, Tradix. <laughs> I give you bardic inspiration for nothing. I'm sorry. That's all for today. Uh, We'll be back next week with another Arc Bark. Appreciate uh, everybody listening. Everyone has a great new year. Got to be better than this year, right? (laughs) It it can't be worse, right? Don't say that. Knock on wood. Oh, my God. Don't put that out there. It can't possibly be worse. not even a superstitious person. And I don't, please don't say that. <laughs> Only positivity in 2021. All right, everybody. <laughs> uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.